It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So I don't shoot kind of this. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the bridge of the Hail Mary three by Mo Get that garbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 824, I think, of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, November the 12th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean, and you can find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can also find the podcast at all of your favorite podcast providers. Please leave a rating, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. It's very much appreciated. And also do the same for all of our Locked On shows, including Locked On NBA, which right now is featuring our Locked On NBA mock draft day two today of five days on that special running from yesterday all the way through next Tuesday. I'll be on the Tuesday episode picking 29th for the Raptors, of course. But it's a lot of fun. We've got every local host making a pick. We've got the excellent crew of Chad Ford and John Hollinger and Jeremy Wu breaking down all the picks. It's a really well done piece of content for you to check out. So go to Locked On NBA right now for the next five days or four days now and go back and listen yesterday to the Locked On NBA mock draft. All right, on today's show, it is a fun little episode where we're speaking to many of the hosts of the Locked On Podcast Network, in particular, Brad Rowland of Locked On Hawks, Gavin Shaw of Locked On Knicks, and Brendan Clean of Locked On Suns, about Fred Van Vliet, a guy who has been very much in the consciousness the last 24 hours or so since he appeared on JJ Reddick's podcast and apparently said some revelatory things like, I want to get paid a lot of money and I want to potentially be, you know, a guy who runs my own show one day. Uh, All of this is not news in any way, shape or form, yet Raptors fans who... Look, I understand it's been tough for the last 20 years seeing free agents leave from, you know, T-Mac to Chris Bosh to Kawhi to all these guys who go their separate ways with Toronto when they get the opportunity. There's some damage there. There's some uh, broken brains from the departures of stars in the past. I do not think that it needs to apply to Fred Van Vliet right now. I think things are looking pretty good right now for the Raptors and Fred Van Vliet from the way the market's transpiring to all the other guards who are potentially targets for a lot of these other teams that might be Fred Van Vliet suitors. It just seems like things are kind of shaping up 
Also, the cap going up next year by 3% at least, and the extra wiggle room that might be provided to the Raptors, the degree to which they can kind of go over what we thought the walkaway number was going to be. Uh, it, things are trending in the right direction here, and Raptors fans, uh, you know, I know everyone loves to panic. I know love people love to freak out, but it's also, I think, smart to exercise some self-care and just kind of let things happen. And also, take the advice of Masai Ujiri and believe in your city, believe in yourself, because the Raptors are no longer this also-ran franchise. You can't at once be talking about how the Raptors are going to make a pursuit, an earnest pursuit for Giannis Antetokounmpo a year from now, and also be worried that Fred Van Vliet is going to ditch Toronto because of the cold weather or something like that. And today's episode is all about trying to calm those nerves. Those three hosts I mentioned, Brad Rowland from Locked On Hawks, Gavin Shaw from Locked On Knicks, and Brendan Clean from Locked On Suns cover teams that have the money, the means, potentially the motivation to pursue Fred Van Vliet. And I talked to each of them today about what a Fred Van Vliet fit might look like with their teams and whether it's likely that they are going to pursue Fred in free agency and potentially offer a godfather offer that the Raptors cannot and will not match. And honestly... Just to spoil a little bit, today's episode should calm your nerves a little bit. There are big, bigger fish to fry for a lot of these teams, and it's gotten to the point where the Raptors are probably going to be able to hang with whatever offers come in from these teams anyway, which I would think that inertia would be pretty powerful in the mind of Fred Van Vliet. If he can stick around in Toronto, a team he's helped build the culture of, I would imagine that would be his go-to option. If he gets the money he definitely deserves and very much believes he deserves, that should be no problem. I don't think the Raptors are going to have a problem matching any offer that comes in from any of these teams. So speaking today with Brad and Gavin and Brendan, I hope to have eased the nerves a little bit as we establish the Fred Van Vliet fear index. Basically, basically the goal today is to try to determine how afraid Raptors fans should be of each of these teams, the Hawks, the Knicks, and the Suns of being the team to potentially poach Fred Van Vliet away. So let's get to it now. We'll start off with Brad Rowland of Locked On Hawks, dive into how afraid Raptors fans should be of Atlanta being the team to pony up the money for Fred. Then we'll get into Gavin Shaw and Brendan Clean talking Knicks and Suns respectively after that. Hope you enjoy this one. It's a lot of fun. And it's, uh, again, I think going to be a soothing exercise for the Fred Van Vliet warriors out there who just cannot escape the history of the Toronto Raptors when reconciling the Fred Van Vliet free agency question. So let's get to it. Without further ado, let's get this show rolling with Brad Rowland of Locked on Hawks. I'm sorry. All right, first up today, it is Locked on Hawks host Brad Rowland joining me to get a bit of a rundown of where the Hawks sit as it pertains to Fred Van Vliet, their cap space situation. Brad, how are you, man? Doing well. We're all ramping up for this uh, crazy season that's about to happen in the NBA, but uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, it's been a while. There was a time when the Raptors and Hawks were both good at the same time, and it was fun doing crossover shows with you back in a simpler time. Um, hopefully the Hawks can get good again, although I hope that Fred Van Vliet is not a vehicle by which they get better. That would be a bummer for Raptors fans. Um, the Hawks have been thrown around, Brad, as a potential Fred Van Vliet landing spot. Obviously, he's proven he can work in a backcourt as a two-guard next to another point guard. I would argue that maybe Kyle Lowry is a defensive option as opposed to Trey Young makes that work a little bit more than it would with Fred and Trey in Atlanta. But tell me, what's the case for Fred Van Vliet joining the Atlanta Hawks? What is the fit and how could the Hawks make it work money-wise? Yeah, I've actually been somebody who is a little bit higher on that potential than some. You know, you'll definitely hear from fans that just say, you know, flat out no to Van Vliet. And I, I get the case for why that is. He is a little bit of a smaller guy. And like you said, 
Trey Young is not Kyle Lowry. Trey Young is an awesome player, awesome prospect, but not someone who has the versatility, especially defensively, of course, that Kyle Lowry has. But I think the Hawks definitely have a case. Um, they have the most cap space in the entire league, somewhere around $43, $44 million this offseason, which makes them immediately interesting, I'm sure, for Van, Van, Van Fleet's agent, if nothing else. And I think that Atlanta has been in the market very publicly, I would say, for someone who can run the offense when Trey Young sits and also play alongside him. And I think Van Vliet does check those boxes. Um, the size is a concern, and I think that if it came down to it, I personally wouldn't love throwing you know the the most money possible basically at van vliet because i think the only way that he would come to atlanta is if the hawks won a bidding war i would not be interested necessarily in doing that but if the hawks decided that he was a great fit they can fit him in they do have the money to do so and honestly with their cap sheet the way it is it's pretty clean that where the risk wouldn't be quite as high and i think van vliet would maintain some value so i can see both sides i think practically is it super likely maybe not but i think the hawks could pursue him if they felt like that was a match yeah, that big amount of cap space is certainly terrifying for Raptors fans. Any team that has that cap space is a risk to, you know, kind of trump what the Raptors can offer Fred uh, on, on a per-year basis. Uh, as of right now, considering that there's going to be a 3% uptick in the cap next year, uh, for the Raptors to maintain the max flexibility they want to try to lure Giannis or some other superstar next year, uh, it's it was pointed out by Dan Hackett from Raptors HQ, which you should go read over at HQ uh, right now, um, that basically with the cap news the Raptors can kind of go up to like 23 and a half million with Fred and still maintain the space they want uh, it was a lot lower than that before the news the cap is going to rise by at least three percent so that's good news for the Raptors I still have always kind of had this vision of like a $25 million a year offer from some team out there. We talked on Monday about the Pistons and how that seems unlikely for them. The Knicks are out there still. We're going to talk about the Suns and Knicks later on today's show, but the Hawks have that money. If they really, really wanted Fred Van Vliet, so they strike out on other things and they really want to just sort of, you know, throw the Godfather offer at the Raptors, you know, $25 million a year is there, and that is probably beyond the walkaway number for the Raptors. What do you think the likelihood is that the Hawks would do that? And as someone who covers the team, do you think that's a good idea if they do throw four years, $100 million at Fred? So practically speaking, I'd be pretty surprised. I don't, I don't think that I would fall over uh, and fall out of my chair if they did that. Um, but I'd be pretty darn surprised if the Hawks gave him that kind of investment just because of all of the concerns that would be there. Um, I could certainly sell it if I was trying to sort of put yourself in the position of the Hawks. Like, look, he might be the best player available that, that they can possibly sign. They had this space burning a hole in their pocket, et cetera. And I think Van Vliet's going to age reasonably well. But given all of the factors, I think for you know four for 100 or whatever it would have to be, I think I'd be pretty surprised if they did that. Um, my personal evaluation is similar. I think that if they did that, I wouldn't absolutely hate it in the way that people might think that I would. Um, I do think that Van Vliet is someone who can play both guard spots and do all those things. And I've always liked him going back to college. I've always been a pretty big Van Vliet, Van Vliet fan, but I think that overall I would view that as a slight negative for the Hawks. I think it's probably an overpay um, for a certain team, uh, maybe even the Raptors, if they, if they were not pursuing the honest stuff for next summer. Um, I think that's a perfectly reasonable investment for a, a situation where Van Vliet makes a ton of sense. I think the Hawks aren't quite at that level. I think that he would certainly help them if they can get him for some, if somehow the market just evaporated, the Raptors didn't want to keep him, et cetera, and the Hawks get him for a reasonable value, I would endorse that. But four for 100 is just too much for me to justify if I'm Atlanta. 
Fair enough. Uh, and, you know, I think there's also an argument to be made that the Hawks, with all this money to burn, maybe just wait a year when there's a much better free agent class and you can spend your money a little bit more wisely on someone who maybe is more of an obvious fit as opposed to someone you kind of have to justify a little bit. So with that, Brad, let me ask you this. I'm going to ask this to everybody on today's show as I asked to our guest on Monday, Lazarus Jackson from Detroit Bad Boys. What is the level of fear out of 10 that you think Raptors fans should have of the Atlanta Hawks being the ones to poach Fred Van Vliet away from Toronto? Ooh, I think it's for, it's pretty low. I would say two, three, something like that. It's not a, it's not a one, I don't think, just because the Hawks have so much cap space. But mm-hmm. I think honestly, the bigger um, concern there might be, you know, just the Hawks being used as leverage. I think if you're a Raptors fan that doesn't want to pay Van Vliet through the nose, he might be able to go out and get an offer from the Hawks in hand that might scare the Raptors. I think the Raptors, it's probably a deal that the Raptors would want to match, but. I think the mm-hmm. bigger concern if you're talking about the Hawks would be nobody else wants Van Vliet and the only team that his agent can go to to get a real offer is Atlanta and that's the way that he could sort of inflict some pain on Toronto but as far as him actually signing with Atlanta it's pretty low. Well you'd love to hear it if you're a Raptors fan that's for sure. Brad we love to hear your voice as well it's been too long happy to have you back on hopefully we can connect during this uh, upcoming insane season <laughs> very soon here. Uh, Brad where can people check out your work? Yeah, thanks for having me. As always, uh, I am the host of the Locked on Hawks podcast. You can follow my work as well at BT Roland on Twitter. I'm also the NBA draft and college basketball NBA person over at Dime on Uprock. So, and I'll, I'll, I should mention this as well. I'm the editor-in-chief of Peachtree Hoops, covering the Hawks in written form. So all kinds of places, but you can follow me on Twitter at BT Roland and get all of it in one place. We are big fans of Dime Up Rocks people here on the podcast. Katie Heindel, of course, one of our regular guests. Oh, yes. Brad, you do wonderful work. Uh, thank you so much for all you do. And uh, I, I hope for your sake the Hawks uh, do something with that money, just not in the former Fred Van Vliet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Of course. Uh, coming up next, we are going to have Gavin Shaw of Locked On Nick stick around. But first, let me tell you about a new product from our friends over at Built Bar. It is Built Go, which is the best way to break through the wall that we all hit at some point during the day. We're all very tired people. None of us sleep enough. Usually we get to the afternoon and just getting through the rest of the day takes a boost. Well, why not make that boost Built Go? It's easy to take in 1.5 ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase, take it to work for your afternoon presentation or whatever it might be. If you're going golfing, take it to power through the back nine, or you can just put it in your pocket when you're going to the gym, going for a bike ride, whatever it might be, to give that extra boost to finish your workout. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's basically as though you're drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. It's got three delicious flavors as well, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. And you may be asking, how does Built Go work so well to become the very best workout gel on the market? Well, it combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast-absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, plus it's easy on the stomach. Not to mention it promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health, so it actually makes you look better as well. It's also loaded with the good stuff to ignite your work, beta alanine, B3 honey, and a kick of caffeine, and then Built Go Kicks to keep you going strong with B6 and B12 vitamins, 10,000% of your daily percentage of those vital vitamins to be exact. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you're going to get 20% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go! The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, joining me now as we continue to fill out the Fred Van Vliet Fear Index heading in to free agency starting just over a week from now. It is one of the co-hosts of the Locked On Knicks podcast, a former guest of this podcast, I believe, back in his Locked On Suns days. It is Gavin Shaw. Gavin, what's up, man? Hey, I, yeah, Sean, I think I, I was on with Locked On Nets. I, I would have loved right. to have hosted. Yeah, I would have loved to have hosted Locked On Suns. I went to college in Phoenix. I, I covered the team there. So, yeah, I, I would I would have loved to have done that. But, yeah, um, I can't – I'm trying to remember. We were talking about either – I think we were talking about Damari Carroll, if I remember. <laughs> oh, my correctly. God. Yeah, what, a, what a time. What a time yeah. had by all. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, sorry to have misspoken there. I got Suns on the brain with Brendan Clean coming up in the final segment. I'll blame it on that. Uh, I also knew you were an Arizona guy, so I think I deserve some forgiveness here. No, no, no. That was that was the initial job I applied for when the Locked On Podcast Network was Locked On So I, I just I got to play out of fantasy there, so it was great. Fantastic. Uh, I hope you get your dream one day, although not too soon because Brendan's <laughs> lovely and just uh, took over as the full-time host yeah, of Locked yeah, On Suns. So we'll yeah. get to him in a bit. Let's focus on the Knicks right now, Gavin, because the Knicks have been a team that have been rumored to be a Fred VanVleet destination pretty much for the last year or so. They're a team known for doing stupid things. They're a team known for throwing a lot of money around it for agents that maybe are not going to change their station all that much. That's not to say Fred VanVleet isn't great, because he's awesome, and I want him back on the Raptors, of course. But the Knicks, I think, because they're such a wild card and because they do crazy shit all the time, I do think that Raptors fans are worried that they might throw a godfather offer the way of Fred VanVleet that the Raptors simply can't match for a whole bunch of different reasons. So my question to you, Gavin, is how real is the Fred VanVleet interest and the buzz connecting him to the Knicks? How real has it been? And do you think it is likely that they pursue Fred VanVleet with big money in the offseason? And I guess sort of coloring that is the the cap situation. What's the cap set up right now for the Knicks to facilitate a move for Fred? Yeah, so the Knicks, the Knicks have the most cap space of, or I think maybe maybe the Hawks have slightly, slightly more. They have one of the, yeah, they have they're one million dollars away from having the most cap space of any team in the NBA right now. Um, about forty eight million dollars available to spend, and it, it's it's so it, it's hard to tell in terms of their interest because it's been what an, an eight nine month off season now. And, and it's very difficult to gauge, Sean, at times, what is an actual drop-off in interest or just what's the hot story at, at the time. And, and there was a long stretch where um, we did all of our podcasts on whether the Knicks would go after Chris Paul. We did a few weeks of episodes on whether the Knicks would go after Fred Van Vliet. And, and just because it's been so, so long, it's hard to gauge, like, was there actual, actually a change in the Knicks' interest since those initial reports came out that they were one of the couple of teams that wanted to go after him or has it just been that it's been such a long time we as like a, a media have have moved on to other stuff and the Knicks this whole time say hey I mean he hasn't really played a game in uh, four months now or however long it's been since the Raptors were out of the bubble um, our interest hasn't changed in the slightest um, from a practical standpoint I or at least or I should say more so from my perspective I would love if the Knicks went after Fred VanVleet. I think he would check a ton of boxes for them. And and as you know, and as you alluded to, it's it's been about two decades since the Knicks have had a consistent answer at the point guard spot. And that's exactly what VanVleet epitomizes to me. A, a guy who 
sort of checks all the boxes, who isn't going to take anything off the table. Um, I'd be interested to see how he does away from Kyle Lowry and, and outside of that Raptors infrastructure. But um, as you know better than I do, Sean, like all the lineup data when Lowry was hurt, I, I think for the most part, maybe outside of his finishing at the rim, was really, really encouraging and, and sort of convinced me that this guy is a high-volume three-point shooter, smart facilitator, a, a guy who can create some stuff out of isolation, even in really high-stakes games, um, and, and someone who's certainly going to more than hold his own defensively. Like, that is everything the Knicks are looking for. And, and even if they were to draft a point guard with the eighth pick in the draft, in my mind, that wouldn't necessarily preclude, preclude them from going after Van Vliet. All that being said, my instinct at this point is that I, I, I don't know if moved on is the right word, but I would I would more so expect the Knicks to go for a lower cost option and, and sort of save their ammunition for a future offseason, which which would disappoint me a little bit, um, even if future free agent classes are better. I, I just think Van Fleet makes sense in so many ways. And again, for the Knicks, it's it's in a lot of a lot of ways just about getting back to baseline competency and Van Fleet represents that um, as a player. Interesting. So my thing with Fred is like, I think the Raptors certainly want him back and need him back. He's very valuable to what the Raptors do. I have been a little bit concerned. I guess concerns, not the word, just curious, I suppose, as to how he would do as the lead ball handler for a team, because, you know, I think Raptors fans typically clamor whenever Fred has the lion's share of the creation uh, sort of leaning his way in, in the Raptors offense, things tend to not go so well. As we saw in the postseason in particular against the Celtics, when the Raptors were at their best, it was when Kyle Lowry had the ball in his hands and he was creating, he can finish at the rim in a way Fred just never has been able to do. And he can kind of blow by guys in a way that Fred has never really been able to do either. And so I've always been a little bit skeptical that Fred in a number one point guard role is going to sort of offer the same sort of drive, you know, driving of winning that he does with the Raptors in the current role that he that he occupies. So I'm curious, Gavin, is that something that concerns you? If the Knicks were to go and throw a big contract at the at the Knicks, sorry, at, the, at Fred um, to bring him in to be their starting point guard, would you be concerned at all about them potentially you know, not getting the bang for their buck in terms of what Fred's providing. Because my thinking is it's probably going to take north of 22, 23 million bucks for the Raptors to walk away. I bet their walkaway number is probably around 22 at this point. And it doesn't seem like many other teams out there are going to pony up that amount of money to keep to, to, to throw at Fred. So I, I just, I, I wonder if, you know, if the, if the Knicks do be, become that team and say, all right, here's 24, 25 million a year, here's four years, 100 million, Fred. Are you worried that they wouldn't quite get the bang for the buck based on Fred's limitations as a number one guy? Yeah, I think for me personally, that wouldn't bother me all that much because my expectations wouldn't be that he'd be the number one guy. I, I think you're paying for one of the best role players in all of basketball. And I mean, we, we've seen um, different variations of, of title team construction in, in the last couple of years, or at least contender construction where Toronto won a championship nominally with like one all NBA player in Kawhi Leonard. Obviously Kyle Lowry was a guy who hit that point uh, throughout uh, the 2019 postseason, certainly throughout the 2020 postseason. Um, but, but nominally they did it with, with one like megastar and like you could, you could question, all right, would that have been feasible if Golden State didn't have injuries? Uh, probably not. And same thing this year with the Miami Heat where, where they were able to reach a championship, but they probably needed a little bit of luck to win. So I, I guess you can question if that's a sustainable way to build a championship team, but for, for a Knicks group that's just looking to ascend to a different echelon. And I think 
if they're going to get a star player, it's going to be in a different trade down the road, or it's going to be in the 2021 draft. That looks like it could potentially have a couple of them. Um, I'm okay with them not getting that from Van Vliet and presumably um, it'll, it'll take a couple of seasons for the NBA to recover financially from uh, the coronavirus pandemic. But once it does, I think Van Vliet's contract on the back end won't necessarily look that bad. He's a guy who's, I mean, obviously he's still pretty young. I think he's, he's what, 26, 27. Um, his, his game, he, he shouldn't get any worse over the course of his contract. If anything, I, I think he could be on a Kyle Lowry-like trajectory where he gets even better into his early 30s. Um, so I think as long as you keep your expectations in check and, and know what you're getting in Van Vliet, I would really, really like it. And to me, it's just, it's less about whether or not Van Vliet can be a star and more how much of an improvement he would be um, over the alternative and for the Knicks right now, that's looking like a, a baseline, like replacement level point guard, like a DJ Augustine um, or a rookie who's probably not quite ready for to, to be a, a above average NBA point guard for at least a couple of seasons and someone like Killian Hayes or Kyra Lewis. Um, ultimately, I, I think around 22, 23 million would be a good price for Van Vliet. Now, if the bidding gets crazy and you start talking like, and, and I guess it's only a couple million different, but like $25 million a year, I could see, um, I don't know about the Knicks. I have no idea what the Knicks are thinking, but maybe Knicks fans balking a little bit at that price. That makes sense. So I have to ask you, this is what we're asking everyone on today's show, Gavin. Uh, in terms of the fear that Raptors fans should have about the Knicks being the team to potentially poach away Fred Van Vliet from Toronto, out of 10, what do you think Raptors fans should be feeling towards New York? I think I think like a four. I just it, it's it, it would be a really smart move. And and to be clear, this isn't me going LOL Knicks. I, I'm actually very, very confident in the new front office. I think they are a massive, massive upgrade over anything the Knicks have had the last two off seasons. But it, it just feels like too big of a departure for, for a team like the Knicks to go and, and view Fred Van Vliet as a twenty two million dollar a year player, which I think if he's not quite that, he's close enough to being that he is worth that kind of investment. I just don't think that's where the Knicks heads are at. I think they're sort of in an all or nothing mode a little bit where they might go all out and, and try and, and get a star. And if they can't get a star, they just don't want to spend that kind of money on anyone. So I think it would be like a four out of 10. If you asked me like three, four months ago, Sean, I would have said like a seven or an eight, but that that's just sort of the vibe I'm getting um, from all the reports I've read. I personally have no insider knowledge. The Knicks, I think will make at least one shocking move this off season. It could be Van Vliet, but I would not bet my life on it. That is uh, what you love to hear for, for Raptors fans, for sure. Uh, I think I was expecting a much higher number there. So 4 to 10, that works. That combines with the 2 out of 10 that Brad Rowland gave us for the Hawks. Uh, we'll get to Brendan Clean in just a second from Locked On Suns to get the fear index rank, rank, ranking, rating, whatever the hell we're calling it for Phoenix in just a sec. But Gavin, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people check out your work? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gavin Shaw. Um, I assume you don't have a lot of Knicks fans listening, but in, in case in case there are Canadians out there that have an American team and, and ones that sympathize on one of the worst American teams, uh, you can you can check out our podcast at Locked On Knicks. Uh, thanks a lot for having me, Sean. Of course, man. Uh, go check out Locked On Knicks right now to get the uh, the lowdown on the eighth pick and all the other stuff that that crazy ass franchise might be up to. Gavin, we'll talk soon, man. And uh, Brennan Clean coming up in just a second here on the other side. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, and the last guest on today's episode joining me to establish the Fred Van Vliet Fear Index for Raptors fans going into his free agency next week is the new full-time host of the Locked On Suns podcast. It's Brendan Clean. Brendan, what's up, man? Not too much. I'm excited to be back. I, I uh, ended up on the show at about the craziest possible time, but that means it's a lot of fun as well, talking through... Uh, all this free agency and trade stuff. So I couldn't be more excited, and I'm happy to join you today. Man, the Suns are uh, are hella interesting right now. The Chris Paul thing obviously is, I think, tangentially tied to this Fred Van Fleet stuff. I think they want a point guard to pair with Devin Booker, who's a good defender, who can shepherd the offense along. Obviously, Chris Paul is better than Fred Van Vliet, um, but... You know, I think the the Fred VanVleet fit there makes a lot of sense. And for me, of all the teams that are sort of in the running, we talked about the Knicks and the Hawks earlier today, the Pistons earlier on in the week. It's the Suns who pose the most sort of scary on-court fit to me. Like if Fred is valuing winning, he's valuing staying competitive. To me, it is the Suns and what they offer, considering what they just did in the bubble and how that team is looking going forward in terms of the pieces it has on board already. It's the team that worries me the most. So we'll get into that. We'll get to the fear ranking in just a sec. But first, Brendan, what kind of interest do you think the Suns might have in Fred Van Vliet? Do you think it's a possibility? And what do they need to do cap-wise to maneuver? Because they don't currently have the cap space to throw a big offer his way right now, correct? Correct. They're a team that has a lot of... uh cap situation that's just contingent on what they do with some free agents and options they can get to an offer that i think is pretty realistic but you know first of all just to say to circle back a little bit to the chris paul thing um, what it shows me separately from the fact that they want chris paul is that they are they're dead set on being competitive next year Um, that shows me that the fact that they're even sniffing something like that at least lays out that they're going to be aggressive Um, That would require them giving up Ricky Rubio and Kelly Oubre, two players who started the majority of games for them and and played a big role in their improvement last year. So it shows me that something like Fred Van Vliet, which was an option that I wasn't necessarily buying uh, them creating the cap space to go out and do, might be more realistic. If that Paul trade doesn't come to fruition, that they might uh, be looking big, be looking for star level players or, you know, solid starters like Van Vliet is. So um, that's, that's one thing. And I'm a guy who's advocated for Van Vliet since 2018. I thought that they should have thrown a poison pill at him then uh, to pair with Devin Booker or pair with, you know, Luka Doncic and Devin Booker, whatever it was going to be. That was where I've, I've come at it from, from that point ever since. And so he's been on my radar this year, of course, as well. Um, I really like the fit there. Like you said, to get to the cap space, to do it, um, like I said before, it's it's mostly just a matter of of cutting off the the clutter of their of their cap. So they have Aaron Baines sitting with a big cap hold. I, I doesn't he he gave an interview this week that he's unlikely to uh, just default back to the Suns. I think he he's looking for a payday. I don't know if they're going to be the team to give it to him. Frank Kaminsky has mm-hmm. a team option. Um, Dario Saric is a restricted free agent who I think they might like to keep. But if you have an opportunity like a Fred Van Vliet go for it, right? It's Dario Saric or Fred Van Vliet. I think that's a pretty easy decision. Then they have some some smaller salaries that they can pretty easily get rid of, sec- old second-round picks and players like that. So that would get them to 
about $22 million in cap space now that we know mm-hmm. what the cap is going to be. Um, and you tell me, but that seems like plenty of money to throw at Van Vliet. Even if it took all of it, I think that that would be, uh, that'd be pretty reasonable. Yeah, I think 22 is probably around the walkaway number for the Raptors, and maybe they don't want to go that high. Maybe they come in lowballing, and that 22 from the Suns, you know, maybe like Fred's a guy who is very proud. Fred is a guy who on JJ Reddick's podcast today uh, spoke about how uh, he really, really wants to get paid. This is about getting paid for him. He already has a championship. He wants to be taken care of the way he feels he deserves to be, and if the Raptors lowball and the Suns can offer 22 over four years, that certainly would make me, you know, pause a little bit of a Raptors fan. I do think the Raptors would go that high. I think, you know, 23 and a half is kind of the ultimate walkaway number as they try to maintain cap space for 2021. So 22 falls in just underneath that. There's a little bit more flexibility as well if the Raptors do the right thing and move on from Terrence Davis. Still yet to be seen what's going to happen there. But I think with the flexibility of the increased cap uh, going into next year, the 3% raise at minimum, I think that'll mean 22 was within the range for the Raptors, but it's certainly enough to make you sweat if the Suns are ready to throw that at Fred Van Vliet. Um, if they did do that, would you be comfortable with that? Is that too much for you? Like, Or is that something where, considering that you already have, in theory, your stars in place in Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, guys you'll be able to pay to keep around long-term you know, without having to use your own cap space and things like that down the line, you know, is paying that much for Fred Van Vliet, who probably caps out at the third best player on the team, but maybe four or five, is that justifiable to you? Purely, you know, almost like setting aside the situation, which is obviously impossible. But like I said, dating back to 2018, he does so many of the things, especially with Devin Booker, that I've always thought would be best for a partner for him. And, And some of the things, to be honest with you, that Ricky Rubio did, albeit, Uh, being a very different guy than Van Vliet is on the floor, not the shooter that Van Vliet is, um, not the on-ball defender that Van Vliet is, but better, you know, solid team defense, some at least capable size where you can defend both guard positions. I don't know if Van Vliet's necessarily traditionally big, but he can do that, we know. Um, And a guy who has the, I don't know, there's something to be said for what Rubio did in terms of earning the respect and trust of Devin Booker that he's willing to cede parts of the offense to him. And uh, not that he can afford to be picky after years of playing with really, really terrible point guards, but um, he was more than happy to do that. And I think Van Vliet would bring that same sort of pedigree and trust and efficiency that Devin would know he could give the ball to him and, uh, and not worry. Right. So all those different things, I think mean that Van Vliet's a really solid fit, but they have Ricky Rubio under contract for two years. And and all those mechanisms I said to get the cap space don't involve getting rid of Ricky Rubio. They don't have to get rid of Ricky Rubio to mm-hmm. sign Van Vliet. And then you're getting into a tricky situation. I would assume Van Vliet wants to start. I think he's earned that. I think he's probably better than Rubio. Um, so that starts to get tough. And, and then you're looking at, well, would you need to, just for the hierarchy of the locker room and the rotation, get rid of Rubio on top of that? That gets harder. Um, so that's where I start to run into some trouble is, does it make sense with this roster knowing that you're going to have to sign or have to keep Rubio or at least try to find a trade for him over one of the next two seasons? Um, that's, that's, that's where it gets dicey. And that's why I think at least initially we're hearing that they're leaning more toward a trade for somebody like Chris Paul, because that would include getting rid of Rubio and replacing him in one fell swoop. 
Right. So with that having been said, then, Brendan, I'll ask you the question I've asked our other guests today. Out of 10, where do you think uh, Raptors fans should fall in terms of their fear of the Phoenix Suns being the team to sign Fred VanVleet away? Yeah, I was thinking about it. I, I would say six. I would okay. say it's at least an option they would consider if the Paul thing falls through. I think it's a player who, like I just went through a million times, makes a ton of sense, but um, probably not you know, their option A or B when they head into the offseason. That makes total sense. I personally would love to see them get Chris Paul because I love Chris Paul and want him to play on a cool team. And if the Thunder are going to be cowards and trade him away, then I hope he goes somewhere cool. Like I Phoenix. would love to cover and, uh, Chris Paul. Would... <laughs> so uh, no so I'm rooting yeah. for that too, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, Fred Van Vliet's great to cover as well. That's why I hope I get to continue to cover him. Uh, and uh, the, the Suns do not get their, their second option in Fred. Uh, hopefully they get Chris Paul and everything is copacetic. Uh, Brendan, thank you so much for uh, coming on today's podcast. Really appreciate it, man. Where can people check out your work? Yeah, just give me a follow at BrendanClean14. Obviously over at Locked on Suns if you're interested in any of that. If, if this Fred thing does play out, I'm sure you'd want that perspective. Uh, I write in podcasts all over the place, so Twitter's the best place. Sounds good to me, man. Thank you so much for coming on. That is going to do it for today's show. Big thanks to Brendan, Gavin, and Brad for jumping on today's show. We got progressively more alarmed throughout the show. A 2 out of 10 for the Hawks, a 4 out of 10 for the Knicks, and a 6 out of 10 for the Suns. Still, I think the most likely outcome here is the Raptors. Keep Fred Van Vliet, and everything is hunky-dory going forward. We will keep an eye on it, of course. We're just about a week away now from the start of free agency, and you can keep it locked here on Lockdown Raptors. We will have it all covered for you as trade season kicks up as well. Rumors, all the stuff you love, transactions, scuttlebutt, speculation, all those fun off-season buzzwords. We'll have it covered for you here. Please subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's much appreciated, and uh, that'll do it. We'll be back again on Friday with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.